Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 238th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. And I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, the Baron Zemo to my Winter Soldier, my podcast writer, die. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ellie Hart. Miss Ellie Hart, how are you doing today? You gave me a bit of a look then with that comparison, so I think I'm in trouble and we're only a minute in. I'm not in trouble. Uh, like, actually, I'm probably the one that's in trouble because I haven't even watched the previous episode. <laughs> so Okay. That's all right. At least, at least you've watched some. That's better progress than a lot of other shows we've talked about on here. That's true. That is true. And you gave me a good character, so I, I can't complain. Yeah. And you got sweet dance moves. Yes. You, know, you, can, uh, you can rock that dance floor action Snappy there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Brühl is a great actor and I love him as, uh, as Zemo. So more of that, please, uh, yes. MCU. But we're back for the 238th time. Uh, it's been a it's been a week. Been a lot of news uh, coming yeah. our way this week. So if I had to sort of cherry pick what we thought were maybe the the biggest or best topics to cover off, mm. um, so excited to talk a bit about that. But maybe we should start how we always do and talk about what we've been doing this past week. Miss Hart, did you <laughs> want to lead us off? I just look. I've just been playing Apex um, uh, for whatever like downtime that I had to game. I, I just wanted to get into something that I knew that I liked and that I could get straight into. So I've just been playing Apex. I'm preparing for the new content. So, oh yeah, so yeah, I've just been churning out, bloodhounding. Yeah, that's yep. it. I think he's your boy, happy. or they're your boy, they're your person. Yeah, they're my boy, uh, guy, person. Um, yeah, and I think I got to play as Gibby once, so I can't complain. He's really starting to pop up more in the meta. You see a lot of a lot of Gibby popping around these days. Like he's got some utility. Like obviously he's a bit of a bigger body to, to shoot at, but yeah, his abilities and and just his survivability is is coming up more often than not in parties you go against. Yeah, I would never normally play as a character like that, but um, I was watching a esports event and had just I just wanted to watch one of the players, like one of their perspectives, and I found a decent esports player who doesn't talk shit who doesn't talk smack just goes on about the game and on like answers any questions like people had like with pure sincere like sincere like response like and it was for me that was rare so i hung around and because i watched their stream so much i learned how to play an effective gibby so now i play as yeah that's your alt yeah, Thank, thanks to the to one of the few good competitive players slash streamers that don't get angry and dickish. So that's great. It's so rare. Like anytime you click on a like a competitive like player's stream and they're just they're talking smack, they're being really rude. They're like, oh, it's it's this person, or oh, it's the gun, or oh, it's the meta, or oh, it's this. And I'm just like, just just play. Just like, excuses. Yeah, I don't know. So. Speaking of excuses, um, I just wanted to say with the audio, if it has been a little bit funky the last couple of minutes, we've got the doggos in with me at the moment because old uh, Bentley Bear has been a little bit sick the last yeah. couple of days. So he's uh, he's sitting off off 
off shot here and um yeah he just uh spewed up one of the biscuits he ate so uh, i don't know if you heard those noises um that was that was a french bulldog uh retching and uh now he's licking up the little biscuit he spewed so um, i'm torn if i if i kick them out of here so this does not continue or if we just roll with it and uh that's just going to be this episode. So what do you think, Miss Hart? I think we just keep it because I think the audience has now just uh, received the most rarest form of ASMR. We mm-hmm. like to we like to yeah. mix it up here at The Hungry Gamers. French Bulldog ASMR. I think that's a niche that a lot of people would be about. It is. I like Instagram is like a, the craziest thing where you find that you have like a weird, a weird thing. Like, you know, what, mm-hmm. what piques your attention. My thing is I love watching these videos where people make drinks it's it sounds weird but it's like for some reason it really calms me down and they put like ice and they put milk or coffee and tea and it's always fancy and a little bit of fruit i find it super relaxing yeah i i like to watch watch beverages and foods get created mm. especially when it's shot in a really nice way yeah it's like damn you know, but um, yeah, there's not many nice things going on in this room right now. Uh, yeah, vomiting and farts and snores. So it's it's a mess. It's a mess. But uh, it's what you've come to expect sometimes from uh, from our our content minds. So uh, okay. listeners, stick along because it's going to be a good episode. Uh, yeah. So I've I've played a little bit of Apex this week, not a ton. Mm. Uh, was fortunate enough to to sync schedules up with you a couple of days ago. I only got to play, I think, two... I don't know if it was two or three matches. I think it was only two. I think it was only two. Like, unfortunately, by the time we were able to line up, I was having eye issues because I'm old. Um, but we... Um, I was like, look, I'm so sorry. Like, we're only going to be able to get one game in. And we dropped and died instantly. And I'm like, all right, one more yep. game. And we won. <laughs> we did. We did win. And it felt great. Um, yeah. It was one of those matches where it was, was mostly sort of non-combat for a lot of it. Like, we were sort of just get into zones and no one was there. So we made our way to the back end of that match with minimal, minimal, uh, you know, battle time, but then just, just it lined up for us nicely. We had to do this very aggressive. He was he, pushing all the time. He, our teammate was extremely horny for action. Like mm-hmm. just ran off and we kind of had to just tag along and chase after him. But I, I mean, it obviously worked for us. So. It did. It did. So it felt good to get that W. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, Played a little bit more Outriders with Benny, but I'm going to park that for a little while now. We've had this... Well, the game's been ripe with with problems and bugs since it came out, but the main one that's been of note is the disconnects. Oh. And when, when you're doing, like, the end game, uh, you know, uh, getting the pod resources and they're tense fights and you play it at a high level and you've got a timer, you need to kill all these enemies by to get a gold tier, silver tier, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really, really bonkers battles. And we've had so many disconnects where myself or whoever's the host, it seems to be always the way they drop out. So then that whole game session ends and you get kicked back to a lobby. Oh, All so your progress funny. is gone. Like you do get some of the items you had up to that point based off where you got to. But like when you're pushing the clock to try and get there to to get the chance at a legendary drop, it is so disheartening. So it happened. We played a couple of nights this week and I'd say out of the two or three nights we played, I think we had maybe five or six DCs during these things and it just knocks the wind out of your sails. That's terrible. Like the fact that as a party leader, it takes 
both yourself and your your party with you at least like when that sort of stuff happens like i'm going to use destiny for an example if one person drops usually people can still stay within like the the raid or whatever so then that person can jump back into where they all left off kind of thing join back onto the team but the fact that it takes everyone with them that sucks yeah and and like if you're not the party leader you're stuck in like this limbo of like lost connection to host trying to reconnect for like two minutes and then it eventually just kicks you so very frustrating hopefully people can fly can fix that up uh but outside of that i played a couple of games one i sort of talked about playing a few weeks ago narita boy so mm-hmm. that's the studio cobra uh sort of side scroller action adventure you could say um it was fine like i played an hour or so but i just really wasn't feeling it like yeah. um nothing towards the game like the art style is fantastic like it's 80s pixel synth wave it looks like you're you're in you know the the eight bit art style wet dream like it's really <laughs> cool the the story's quirky and ripped straight from like an 80s adventure film like it's it's really great um as far as uh, running around this digital kingdom as the the Narita boy, and you gotta um, discover the mysteries around this techno sword. Like it's super eighties sci fi action cheese, which is awesome. Um, yeah, really cool feel to it. Uh, aesthetically, it was good, but yeah, I just wasn't wasn't in the mood for this type of game at the time. I pushed through and I was having fun, but it just wasn't scratching the itch I was looking for. So mm. I um I parked that and then jumped across to another game on Game Pass I downloaded called Yes Your Grace which is like a, a role-playing strategy game uh, done by Brave at Night. And you, you take on the role of this uh, this ruler of this medieval kingdom and you've got all your host of subjects coming to you every time in, in the throne room and, you know, they've got issues. So, please, sir, uh, we've been attacked by bandits. Can you send people here? Or, you know, our tavern's burnt down. Can you spare money or supplies to rebuild? Rah, 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 rah. And you've yeah. only got finite amount of resources to utilize each each week to to upgrade so you've got to sort of juggle i'm going to please the this group of people say no to them but then there's the risk of they might like it might be an uprising they might try and dethrone you or it could lead to other things down the line so you see all your actions play out with subsequent reactions and, and the overarching story is this this um army's coming coming for you eventually after i think it's after 30 weeks or something so you've got 30 weeks to work through to try and build up your your kingdom but also then uh get alliances with other kingdoms around so you can fight this this impending this impending war and then you obviously yeah juggling the the love or the hatred of your people at the same time so it's, it's kind of fun it's just mindless uh you know clicking through text and reading through and, and trying to work out how best to distribute your the, the you know the the king's earnings or the, the 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 crown's earnings and things like that so it was just good distraction something different um that i had had some fun with and yeah sadly on my playthrough i think i made it to week week 20 and then um i ran out of ran out of money so that was a oh. fail and then another time um the the approval rating i guess you could say of how i was doing as a king got into the negative so then the people overthrew me uh what i sort of restarted my save and yeah so it's kind of cool to see what you've got to try and juggle like as far as keeping everybody happy keeping money in the bank keeping your your subjects content working on these alliances so there's a lot of a lot of things you juggle as you would i guess as you're a king and it was just 
good dumb fun like i know it's on um it's on a ton of platforms it's on like the switch and it's on xbox and pc and stuff like that so it was it's cool not both on game pass so like didn't cost me nothing but it was a good collective maybe three-ish hours between yes your grace and narita boy that i sunk in just one night i'm like i need something to play i don't want to play apex right now don't want to play outriders let's try something different so i gave them a spin and yeah they're full they're cool give them a look yeah it's good to mix it up sometimes yeah and they're both both well reviewed on um you know on metacritic and on steam and things like that so a lot of people really enjoy these games hmm. outside of that uh falcon and winter soldier episode six aired last night so hmm. the finale of the the first season really enjoyed it not saying spoilers but I like. I know you weren't really feeling as strong about this this show that I was, but I I really enjoyed what I got in these six episodes and yeah. the finale. I thought it was great. Uh, a lot of things that were said and images and whatever else, like it was a very powerful show. I think it was powerful in in how it was. Like it didn't really have a huge amount going on from a narrative all the time, but it, like just some of the real world themes that they were addressing throughout this show i thought was really good and it's very unlike what the mcu has done yeah uh, from a tone perspective so i i really liked it and um i'm excited for more i really really enjoyed the bond between bucky and sam i know you weren't sort of too keen on that but hopefully when you watch the other episodes because what are you two episodes back now including the finale uh no last last episode i believe and then obviously the the finale yeah so yeah just, yeah okay just two. i and i I just, my problem was, I like, there was something weirdly fake about their, the way they acted. Like, okay. like, like the Falcon, um, he's fine. But like the Winter Soldier just had this weird like change that it's just, yeah, throws me off. Yeah. Doesn't feel right. I miss his long hair. I think that's what I miss the most about uh, old Bucky Barnes. I no, liked him emo. with the long Winter Soldier hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's still, you know, he's still a good-looking rooster. Don't get me wrong, the old white wolf. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed what they did with the the six episodes. Not going to go into spoilers, but yeah, I thought it was well done. And you know, Marvel are on a on a good a good run now with these first two Disney Plus shows, and we've got Loki coming out in about six weeks' time. So uh, we'll see what that happens to do. And from the trailer, that looks bonkers. It looks great. Yeah, it does look like. I, I could enjoy that one more. To be honest, like I didn't really follow much of the like the, the Thor, and I'm pretty certain I skipped. Was it Age of Ultron? No, or was it the first Avengers movie? Whatever one Loki's in, I skipped it. So wow, there's a lot of stuff like I didn't take in for Loki. But seeing yeah. this trailer, I'm actually genuinely interested. So yeah, and Tom Hiddleston looks like he's just having fun. Yeah, he's he's a great Loki. So I'm keen for that in in a month or so's time. Uh, I got around to watching uh, Demon Slayer season one on Netflix. Okay, who turned um, you into a weeb? Who is? Yeah, that? I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm a card carrying weeb. But this show, like, you know, I'm. I'm a. I'm a fan of of anime and manga, and and I've watched a lot of anime over the years. Like, I'm not probably as up to up to date with all the hotness that a lot of the other crew that we we sort of kick around with are. You know, mm-hmm. Nato and Benny and like the NPC boys and stuff like that. Like they're they live and breathe this stuff 24-7. But I haven't really watched anything as of late, but I thought, yeah, I'll have a look at Demon Slayer and see what it's like. It's on Netflix and it's got an English dub. Like, take take my weeb card away if you want, but I prefer to, to watch an English dub because that way I don't have to concentrate as much and I can do other things if I need to and, you know, whatever. 
But I really, 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 really like this show. Um, yeah. You know, good good amount of violent, good amount of funny, good amount of heart. Uh, the combat's really cool. Like anytime there's there's swordsmiths and stuff involved and, and brutal melee combat, I'm, I'm all for it. So uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed season one. Like season two, I think comes out later this year and obviously they've released the, the movie, I which um, is, is, yeah, and it's back in cinemas. So the English dub is actually in cinemas here in Australia. So I think in the next week or so, I'm going to go solo session to watch the Demon Slayer movie at the cinemas um and, wow. and get my fix so i'm i'm excited for that because it's really great it's really great like um nezuko and tanjiro are like uh the the main uh protagonists of the show they're they're a brother and sister uh their family uh, got attacked by demons and they're the only two that survive so their family gets wiped out and yet tanjiro and, and nezuko uh working through this together uh i guess full well not uh, uh, it's not really spoilers, but Nezuko gets um, attacked by this demon and she turns into a demon herself, but she sort of like maintains some of the heart and the human elements. Like she's not just this mindless killer like all the other demons are. So so they work to, they're work working together in a way, but yeah, Tanjiro's off to try and find a cure for his sister and bring her back to humanity uh, again. Is she the one that's sucking on some bamboo? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really good. I really enjoy it. Like, cool combat, cool story. You know, episodes are you know twenty-ish minutes a pop. Uh, usually with a unique type of demon, they fight with some story. Uh, you know, progression of the story as well. A lot of memorable, quirky characters and um, heart with some seriousness, with some gore too. Like, there's decapitations and you know dismembering and stuff like that it's 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 a good mix so i'm, I'm really digging it really digging it it's not like a a light rated g or pg type of thing like I it is an it ma was. rated anime no. i honestly i honestly because of that girl with the bamboo in her mouth because she looks like a kid and she like a lot of the stuff i see about it it looks very juvenile so i just thought it was like a kid's show so. Yeah, I was I was under the same impression, but then I watched it and there's bloody blood flying everywhere and limbs flying everywhere. I'm like, okay, yep, this is this is my speed. I'm Ooh. I'm in for this. So uh yeah, if you're looking for some anime to watch, give it a spin. It's on I'm, Netflix. I mean it's super popular, everyone loves it, so yeah. Like I guess if you said so I'm a sub person. Like every time I've watched anime I always go to subs. But um if the if the dub isn't too annoying, then maybe I can do it. Yeah, I, th- I thought the, the the dub was good. Like, it's got a from what um, I was talking to Benny about the other day. Apparently, the the dub track on it's pretty good as well. Okay. But um, yeah, the sub was good because I was I started watching it while I was just doing some work, so I was you know, half on the laptop, half watching. So hmm. that's why I like to watch watch anime that way. So I don't have to give it complete one hundred percent control and focus where I'm reading yeah, reading text English. lines. But okay. uh, yeah, it was good. And something I'll very briefly touch on because we'll, we'll dive deeper on this um, sometime later next week or, or on uh, THG 239, but I went and watched uh, the Mortal Kombat film at the movies. Uh, Mama Loz and I uh, took some time out and went and checked that out. And so um, I got to say, I really, really like it. It was, uh, it was a perfect no. No, it was not. But it was nearly two hours and it was dumb and funny and violent and cheesy and i think exactly what i was looking for for this movie like it wasn't going to be an oscar winner you know no. it's not going to be you know Golden getting Globes. getting awards for the best story or the best p- performance that's for damn sure but like 
You know, the, the combat was really violent. The martial arts that's on display is phenomenal. Uh, it's some of the best, like, best traditional sort of fighting you've seen in a movie in a good long time. Uh, mm. The fatalities are cool. Kano steals the show, though. Old Josh Lawson, the Aussie who plays Kano, really? he makes this whole movie for me, in my opinion. Yeah, he is phenomenal in this role. And I was pissing myself laughing, Nelly, every time he was on screen. But it was so good. I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle watching him because he's in Superstore. Yeah, yeah, he's the bloody the pharmacist. pharmacist. Yeah, and he's great in Superstore. But like now, I'm going to see him as Kano. It's. I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to separate the two. I think you should be able to. Some some of the things he says, and like you'll be able to re- like appreciate what he says too, because some of the things he says is so like bogan token Aussie, like um. that. Well, you'll hear it, and you'll be like, "Yep." You know, I've, I've heard that so many times over the years or down the shops at the pub, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, it's just perfect, perfect uh, Australian mannerisms. Yeah. And yeah, he's just a crack up. It's oh, so good. That's so yeah. good. Yeah. Unfortunately, in America, we only just got it available to streaming uh, midnight last night um, on HBO Max. So I'll probably be checking that one out on the weekend. So nice. I really, nice. really need to see it because people on the internet aren't as clever as they think they are at hiding things so yeah yeah i'm keen to get your feeling on it so uh because mm. i know you really enjoyed the original i love the original movie through all its charm and and warts and everything included and, yeah. and this has got a bit of that too but overall i think they've executed it well cole young the the new character they wrote in as the the lead <sighs> poor guy yeah you know he's not the best but everyone like all oh, the other no. parts i feel for him yeah, it'd always be tough. I think like creating new characters for for familiar, globally renowned and and loved universes can be tough. I just was hoping like that they made like a lovable character or a character that people would like because the poor guy. The second that they said, "Oh, here's this character," woof the fandom, and like so this poor actor, you know, like he's he's. Is he an actual martial artist? I believe. Yeah, Lewis Tan. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a martial like he's been in a few um a few films and stuff, but he is an actual martial artist as well. Yeah, so I just feel bad because like yeah, he he already carried a lot, and then if the character technically didn't work out, then it's like mm, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> he's all right, but like I think it's more so too because there is a lot of big actors in this in this movie that are I guess bigger on screen too with with how they how they can portray these emotions where he's like probably known more as a martial artist as opposed to an actor like there's not a amount of a variety in his delivery like the character's okay and i like how they they brought him in but yeah he he certainly i think he falls a little behind the the main um ensemble cast you know sonya and jackson co Liu kang kung lao those guys ludi lin who plays Liu kang when you watch this movie, he is one of the most jacked human beings I've ever seen in my life. Like you'll oh. you'll see a scene where they introduce Liu Kang and he's you know just doing his little warm up moves, and the muscle definition on this dude is ridiculous. It is absolutely bananas how yoked this guy is. Oh no, poor dehydration. It looked like it, it looked like he hasn't had a drink in about sixty days. Like oh. you know, but it's cool, and the combat was cool. The assortment of characters they brought in was great and yeah very violent very very funny which which i think worked well and i think um uh, you know we'll talk about this more <laughs> in a future pod if we end up doing a spoiler cast too so we can go into some of these spoilery things yes. um i think i know why they went 
some ways and not other ways or brought in characters and didn't bring in characters. So, True. but I'm excited and I'm hoping we get more of these movies. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll obviously have more to say once I've watched it, but I just, I like, I'm not, ex- here's, here's my thoughts before I go into it. I'm not expecting a masterpiece. I'm not expecting like, you know, groundbreaking, you know, cinematography or whatever, but like, I just want to see a movie that kind of respects the franchise that like it has characters. I know there's definitely one character in there that I care about. So, um, yeah, I just want to see what they do with it. I want to see how they respect where the, you know, the roots from it come from and see what they do with the story. I'm happy for cheese. I'm happy for um, laughs and everything because I feel like that is still attached to the franchise, especially way back when um, with like fatalities, babalities and all the other crazies that they Mm -hmm. added in. So, um, yeah, I just I think that's the base like where I where I'm coming into the movie. So and then now I want to see how I feel afterwards. I I think you're going to be happy, like just describing what you're looking for and hoping for Mm. that this movie does that like there's a lot of fan service a lot of respect to the universe and the characters and origin stories and all that but then it mixes in the violence you all know and love uh fatalities witty lines and stuff I, i think it's it's just a good dumb popcorn movie but the potential now to build out off this world was what the foundation they've laid here has me a bit excited you know and there's already rumblings that uh, you know, one or two of the cast members are like, yeah, we signed on potentially for four movies. Like, well, yeah, sign me up. Make Ooh, another three of these. Let's go. Could this be my Fast and Furious? Yeah. Well, we got Fast and Furious Jurassic Park crossovers apparently coming next, which is absolutely insane. I but, thought it was uh, space. I'm not at all surprised. I thought they were yeah, meant to space go to space. Yeah. It never ends. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, if you're looking for something to do this week, next weekend, whatever it is, go watch it if you can go to the cinemas here in the AU, but if you're around the rest of the world, get on HBO and, and watch it in the comfort of your own home and just switch off for two hours, have a laugh, be mortified by some of the violence, be impressed by some of the martial arts and just be happy that another video game movie is good. You know, that's that's something you don't usually hear. These adaptations, yeah. they're usually crap, but this is a, it's a good movie. Okay. Is it perfect? No, but it's good. That's great. At least it was good and it wasn't fine. Yeah, it's better than fine. It's better than fine for me. It's yeah. better than fine. It's good. It's good. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what we've been doing. Uh, quick little bit of housekeeping. Obviously, uh, if you want to support us monetarily, ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. If you want to throw $5 AUD a month our way, that would be greatly appreciated. It helps keep the emotional and the literal lights on here in the studios and you get access to a ton of exclusive content. We're talking podcasts, giveaways, and other miscellaneous swag only available at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit. If you wanted to get your hands, excuse me, on one of the 8-bit founders coins, uh, they are still available in limited supply over at Kofi as well. Uh, $20 AUD gets you one of those bad boys delivered to you anywhere on planet Earth. And lastly, uh, our April giveaway is still live for another week. If you want to go in the running to win yourself an ADG1 gaming headset, 8-bit t-shirt of your choosing, one of those aforementioned founders coins and some extra swag, all you've got to do is leave a review on iTunes on any of the 8-bit related podcasts. That could be The Hungry Games, that could be Comedy Rewind, that could be The 8-Bit Cast, could be Putting in Work, could be Hunrolled First, could be Hoop Dreams. Leave a review for one of those. Take a screenshot of that. 
send it through via the DMs on the socials at we are 8-bit or email us at hello at 8bit.net and you're automatically in the draw. If you're supporting us on Kofi as well, you're automatically entered again. So you could get double entries if you're doing the review as well as Kofi. And the winner will be announced in May. But Miss Hart, shall we do a tasty ad read? Let's do it. It's been a while. It has been a while. Let's get some nice uh, background ambiance going here. As we talk about our friends over at Audio-Technica. Whether you're a budding podcaster, streamer, YouTuber, or just an audiophile, Audio-Technica had you covered with the best range of audio equipment in the market today. If you've listened to us at least once before, there's a strong chance you've heard us talk about our podcast origin story and the fact that Audio-Technica have been with us from the very beginning. The AT2020 microphones were the first mics we ever hungry gamed into. And as you all know, you never forget your first. Navigating the world of video games and pop culture with the leaders of audio-based equipment has been quite the journey. The news might not always be the best or the most positive, but our audio most certainly is. And listeners, you can start your content creator journey with their Creator Pack Pro, which includes the AT2020 USB Plus mic, a ATH M20X headphones, and a hand boom mic. Boom arm, sorry. It is the perfect kit to get you started on the road of audio-based greatness. If creating content isn't your bag, you can still get your hands on an assortment of headphones that come with all the latest bells and whistles. Bluetooth, noise cancelling, in-ear, over-ear. There's something for everybody over at audiotechnica.com.au. And Audio-Technica is currently running a competition over on their Twitter account for Australian-based residents, and this will be drawn on April the 29th. So you can win yourself not only two vinyl records, but also a pair of ATH M50X BT. So they're the ATH M50 headphones that we are rocking right now on the pod, but these are the wireless Bluetooth versions, so it's gonna be cable-free for your oh. audio fidelity. Head on over to Audio Technica AU on them Twitters for more details, but you've only got a couple of days to enter there. So that's twitter.com forward slash audio technica AU for more details there. Obviously, yeah, drop those iTunes reviews to get into a competition to win some audio technica swag through us as well. But Miss Hart, let's get into some news. This week's news headlines. All right, the first couple of hit points, we're talking numbers, we're talking figures, we're talking all that kind of fun stuff. And the first one, Mario Kart Tour. Nintendo's Gatchafield Mobile Racer, which lets you tug on a warp pipe to earn a leader house and wearing Luigi, it's doing pretty well. It has earned 200 million USD in 18 months and racked up over 200 million downloads worldwide. I got two more little hit points here, and then we can jump into them individually if you like, or keep moving, Miss Hart. But the next one, CD Projekt refunded around 30,000 Cyberpunk 2070 copy, uh, 2077 copies over the last couple of months. The developer reports relatively few customers actually took up the offer to refund the game. Uh, so 30,000 copies were refunded out of an alleged 13.7 million copies that were sold in its launch month alone. Mm. Holy moly, that's a lot of units out. And the last uh, numbers-based uh, hit point here, Discord has ended its acquisition talks with Microsoft, but the 10 billion offer could be, in quotes, rekindled in the future. So uh, there's a couple of numbers-based things there for you, Miss Hart. Anything there 
stand out that you want to highlight before we move into some more beefier bits of news? I just wanted to point out that the CD Projekt wrote like the refund of 30,000 in contrast to the 13 something million copies. Like, I know a lot of people ran into some hurdles trying to return their game through PlayStation. So you already had people who tried to return it and then obviously hit hiccups. Then you also, I'm not even sure if these numbers include physical copies um, or if they're just digital copies. And mm, That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's on me. I could have probably dug dug deeper to find out what that 30,000 distribution was. I don't even think they would actually elaborate on that, to be honest. But like overall just because it's 30,000 out of 13 million um that's there was still like a good chunk of unhappy people who are holding on hope that maybe that they were going to have their redemption but yeah like um CD Project Red was gloating numbers this week and I like it was earlier this week I believe that they that's when they were gloating how much money I think they made from their like overall sales or maybe it was yeah. pre-orders or something and it was really not it was seemed in bad taste to be honest to be gloating about how much money you made and then this article that came in talking about like 30,000 copies being returned but uh this this whole thing kind of like is always going to have like a sour taste to it so mhm yeah it's 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 always going to be a sensitive topic that's for yeah. sure anything regarding cyberpunk 2077 where whether we're talking successes we're talking negative situations with the game or bugs it's always going to be a bit of an uncomfortable discussion because the game came out and it broke a lot of people's hearts, got the world very angry. Mm. <laughs> you know, they made a lot of money. They refunded a very small portion of these games uh, from, from these numbers that were, were tossed around this past week. But you can't deny the overall success of this franchise and the hunger for more Cyberpunk 2077. So, you know, we've said it enough on the pod now that we hope City Project has learnt from these mistakes and moving forward, there's going to be smoother releases, more honest, uh, you know, press tours leading up to these game releases and just being uh, more open with the, you know, usability and, and bugs and potential jankiness and, and broken ports and stuff like that. So, yeah. but yeah, 13.7 million, that was in the launch month only. So I'm curious to know if that's edging up towards maybe 20 million total from then so that was in december so we're four months down the line now i'm assuming there's been a bit more of an uptake obviously it's still off the the sony store so that's one um less throat to choke there but uh yeah they've got xbox they've got steam and, and epic and all these other platforms where you can play this game but yeah it's crazy and uh the discord thing uh 10 billion dollars that that offer has been parked for now or those discussions have been parked i think ultimately they're going to get bought out and for that kind of money why wouldn't you? But uh, yeah, Nintendo, not Nintendo, sorry, Microsoft trying to pick up more audio-based platforms after Skype and things like that. They're just taking over the uh, the audio recording world, Microsoft, it seems. Microsoft's so. just flashing how much money they got. <laughs> if I had that kind of money, I guess I would too. You know, I'd be trying Dang. to waste money on strange things. But uh, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the next bit of news. This is a bit of a big one, actually. Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan announces departure from blizzard after 19 years got words here from matt wells over at eurogamer so jeff kaplan overwatch director blizzard entertainment vice president and one of the studio's most recognizable faces has announced his departure from the company after close to 20 years 
Kaplan began his tenure at Blizzard in 2002, quickly joining the World of Warcraft team as a designer and eventually becoming game director on the MMO. He left World of Warcraft in 2009 to work on Blizzard's ill-fated Titan project, which was cancelled after a lengthy development, but went on to serve as lead director on wildly successful hero shooter Overwatch and has very much been the public face of the game since its launch in 2016. In a message announcing his departure, Kaplan wrote, I am leaving Blizzard Entertainment after 19 amazing years. It was truly the honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to create worlds and heroes for such a passionate audience, end quote. And he goes on to say, I want to express my deep appreciation to everyone at Blizzard who supported our games, our games teams, and our players. But I want to say a special thanks to the wonderful game developers that shared in the journey of creation with me. Never accept the world as it appears to be. Always dare to see it for what it could be. I hope you do the same. In an update on the official Overwatch website, Blizzard added that Aaron Keller, a long-serving member of the company and a founding member of the Overwatch team, will be stepping in as game director following Kaplan's departure. This is a bit of a big one, Miss Hart. Yeah. This is uh, no, a very big one. He is uh, obviously Blizzard Entertainment Vice President. That is um, quite the title and the vacancy that is left behind now with Jeff Kaplan, who has been a very loyal soldier for blizzard for many many years mm. uh, we sort of spoke offline a little bit before we recorded today about obviously the the discourse around this due to the whole activision situation which could have led to him behind the scenes giving getting a little bit frustrated and deciding to move on yeah. but uh miss hart what do you think about this I mean, it's going to be strange because, as the article kind of said, Jeff has always been the face of Overwatch. Every time that there's been a stream or some kind of update that they've either thrown on the socials or YouTube or whatever, it, Jeff is there front and centre and we all mm. associate him with Overwatch. And it's going to be a little strange not to see him, um, you know, leading or directing those actual um, those actual videos and those streams. Now, I'm curious to see, um, I mean, 20... Um, yeah, almost 20 years. It's it's a long time. Like, is he going on to Greener Pastures? Is he going on to another studio? Um, is he being uh, kind of, whether he's being forced out or he himself is taking himself out because of how maybe the climate is around Blizzard in connection to Activision? Um, mm-hmm. his, his quote, I feel, is is very inspiring but also i feel like it's saying something like maybe something that the dev team would kind of understand exclusively um but um yeah it's sad but i only wish the best for him because being the face of a franchise is a blessing and a curse so (laughs) for for every wonderful thing that you do um you're gonna have a million and one people tell you why it's shit so a hundred percent and i'm right there with you like uh yeah, he he was the the figurehead of Overwatch for the last five years, and obviously Overwatch Two was somewhere in the ether, getting worked on, and I'm assuming will probably come out in 2022, maybe beyond. Who knows? Mm. I don't know what kind of disruption Jeff leaving will have on the franchise too. Like, will it sort of lose its way? Obviously, the developers that work in the team and behind him will will keep uh, fighting the good fight, but I wonder how much of overwatch was his vision and his driving force so um it'll be interesting to see what plays out over the coming months and and if there's going to be further changes amongst uh, blizzard activision but yeah i really like that quote like the one that you referenced there as well like where he says never accept the world as it appears to be always dare to see it for what it could be i think that's a great 
a great line that we can take a lot away from there. So uh, yeah, we wish uh, we wish Jeff Kaplan all the best with whatever the future holds for this man and uh, see where he ends up in the coming months and what he ends up doing. Who knows? Yeah. The next, uh, the next uh, bit of news, Miss Hart. PlayStation are teaming up with X Destiny Town to create an exclusive new AAA multiplayer title. These words are also taken from Matt Wales over at Eurogame. He's very, been very busy this week, busy, uh, yeah. Mr. Wales. So, uh, yes, yeah, Sony has announced it's teaming up with Firewalk Studios, part of ex-Bungie boss Harold Ryan's probably Monster Studio Collective, to create a new PlayStation-exclusive AAA focused on delivering, in quotes, memorable multiplayer moments. Right. Mm. Regrettably, that's pretty much it as far as specifics on the projects go right now, but Firewalk, which was founded in 2018, is a team with a strong background in multiplayer games, which might just help nudge anticipation up an extra notch for its debut title. Ryan Ellis, game director on Firewalk's new project, previously served as creative director on Destiny. Studio head Tony Hugh was formerly general manager and senior senior VP of Destiny at Activision. Executive producer Elena Siegeman has worked with Bungie, Irrational Games, and Harmonix, and other team members have the likes of Mass Effect and Apex Legends on their CVs. It's a group that's no stranger to building memorable multiplayer experiences, according to Hsu, in a post on the PlayStation blog. Discussing the studio's ambitions for its enigmatic new multiplayer title, Ellis, speaking to IGN, explained, in the end, it's about bringing people together, and then it's about putting a smile on their face, especially given work from home and COVID. Multiplayer is more powerful than ever, and that ability to bring people together and, uh, and the ability to bring people together and to keep people connected. We're excited in the space that we're, we're in to bring some new ideas and to do a few things that are new to it and to bring our experience and perspective and the support of Sony to bear on that. This week's news follows on from Sony's announcements back in March that it was working with Assassin's Creed co-creator Jade Raymond's new company, Haven Entertainment Studios, to create a fresh IP also for PlayStation. So uh, PlayStation's starting to gear up, starting to uh, get that marketing train moving regarding some other exclusive big old AAAs coming their way in the distant future. But this is interesting. A new AAA multiplayer experience talking online with a lot of ex-studio heads and uh, key decision makers, particularly from Bungie and, and working on Destiny. Is this going to be a, a Destiny killer in air quotes, Miss Hart? What are they going to be doing here? What would you like to see? I mean, they've said two games that I love, which is Destiny and Apex. Like, they've had people involved in the, both those titles. So, to me, that's a little exciting. Like, um, th these those two games especially, I like them as a shooter kind of multiplayer. It, it's due to gun handling, also how fast it is, and how, like, the lack of downtime. It's just, like, straight to the chase. So... Um, putting those two things together in an online or like a mass multiplayer kind of game, will there be the, will, I mean, will it be like an Apex where it's just like an arena based game? Will it be mm. a Destiny where it was going to be story and narrative to follow? Um, overall, this like announcement of just being like, hey, uh, we're a studio, we're working on a game, it's going to be good. Like, yeah it's it's yep. it's yep. feeling it's feeling a bit empty um it's it, i don't know like i don't like it this is me being really pessimistic so i do apologize but just kind of there's been a lot of big big microsoft news 
And I just feel like this one was like a bit of a PlayStation flex. Um, it's, it's good to uh, like announce the studios, but like we've had a lot of um, studio announcements and like a lot of big players in other AAA studios leaving and creating their own um creating their own studios but it's just because this one's attached to playstation to sony um that like and we got nothing out of it to be honest we just got a yeah we we got a lot of hot air didn't we a lot of hot air here like it's it's exciting to hear that we've got this this partnership with sony and firewalk firewalk have got some some pretty heavy hitters amongst their their group of staff there so the potential is great but we don't know anything about the game. We don't know the universe. We don't know the timeline. Like, we don't need another space-oriented shooter, though. That's the big thing. We don't need a Destiny clone. No, we don't need Maybe, that. Yeah, like, and we've seen many studios try to make a Destiny clone and fail. And, uh, you know, the, the player base is, is dug in with Destiny. Like, they're not going to be jumping ship. Uh, so so maybe, maybe they change it up and and put it in a modern universe or go back in time, you know, go to some primitive world or something. I don't know. I don't know, but it can't be a Destiny clone. Um, You know, obviously you mentioned two games you love. I I sort of, my heart broke a little bit when you didn't mention Mass Effect as well. I know you're not huge on that. I've never played uh, it. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. I've played it enough for the both of us. I'll play it when it gets remastered. Yeah, yeah. But the potential's there, you know, the, the, the pieces for this studio to make something good is there and the mm. fact that i guess sony as you said they it is an unnecessary flex but i guess it shows that they're firmly in the corner mm. of firewalk studios to try and make something great so maybe there is some potential that this could be a big time thing for sony like they're going to probably throw a lot of money behind it like it's you know it's completely different games obviously and, and style of games but like Remember, like, the, the campaign and the drive they had behind No Man's Sky. Like, Sony backed this horse, threw an absolute buckload of money at it. The media campaign was insane. You couldn't turn around without seeing a bloody press release or a billboard or whatever for No Man's Sky. See, the release is a different story. But, yeah, it shows that Sony are willing to, to back these new studios or these upcoming studios and, and see what sticks. So, mm. I'm intrigued. I'm interested to see if this is going to be one of the next, you know, in air quotes, great Sony IPs. Who knows? Like, it could be. It could be. But, like, you know, the biggest thing that I've taken from especially this particular announcement and going doing my rounds on listening to other you know, video game podcasts or people with opinions and such, the, the biggest thing is that they're pointing out where everyone came from and all these like big titles that they they've had involvement with but the like the only thing that i can think of is just because these people have had involvement with great titles just because you put them together doesn't mean they're going to make gold that's it could be uh too many chefs in the kitchen type of thing exactly you can put your favorite foods together and doesn't mean it's necessarily going to taste great so that's true except fried chicken and waffles that is one of the the best bizarre contrasts of of foods but uh anyway digress i'm i'm in i'm intrigued i'm interested we'll see more i don't know when like this studio has been kicking around for three years now and we haven't really seen anything out of firewalk yet but yeah having a partnership like this with sony is certainly big time it is and big could time. lead to some good things yeah also leading to some good things the latest apex legends trailer teasing arenas and in quotes going beyond battle royale 
It sure looks like that arena mode leak from last year was indeed correct, as the latest trailer for Apex Legends' new season has dropped, and it's teasing something called Arenas. Following on from the reveal of new legend Valkyrie, the Legacy launch trailer shows the usual cast of Legends fighting their way through various combat situations before Ash, in quotes, a simulcrum pilot from Titanfall 2, bids viewers welcome to the legacy of the Apex Legends, uh, to the legacy of the Apex Predators known as the Arenas. A phrase that the trailer description and developers are currently repeating is going beyond Battle Royale, which director Chad Grenier initially told me, told Eurogamer in an interview for the launch of season seven. One sec. Bentley, stop licking. Good boy. You just chill. I'm back to it. Right now, we're a Battle Royale game, Grenier said. I think if you look into the future, we have a lot of conversations of, you know, should we expand beyond Battle Royale? We have this roster of legends that people love. How else can we use them? I think looking into the future, you're probably going to see the game becoming more than just a Battle Royale game. You see we have a lot of LTMs, which is limited time modes, and other ways to play. I think that's a great starting point, end quote. So, Mm. this trailer looked interesting. Uh, Valkyrie, which is a flying character with like, shoulder mounted rockets that you can do like aerial bombardment she was like um farah from uh yes. from overwatch yes very much like farah from overwatch interesting character we talked offline we weren't sure how a flying character would would move into the meta and if it might be a bit of a game breaker because mm. majority of characters obviously glued to the ground but she looked cool uh, but I'm certainly intrigued to know what beyond battle royale means we've got gameplay reveal for season nine dropping in two days time as well so by the time this podcast is out we're going to get an apex reveal shortly thereafter so keep your eyes and ears peeled on them socials for that but uh i'm keen like you and i we we love this this world we love these characters we love this franchise and i'm keen to see where they take it yeah i think there's like a I'm very curious because they mentioned that they have these lovable characters, these characters that are people are already attached to. So I'm wondering if they're going to start taking a page maybe from Overwatch and we might see game modes of like moving the payload, like maybe that kind of stuff. Um, what I'd like to see is a capture the flag. It's something that um, I think has gone completely missing from like first person shooter, multiplayer, multi online, you know, games. I was, can't remember who I was mentioning it to the other day, talking about games such as um, like Unreal Tournament, OG Call of Duty. Um, Capture the Flag was a very prominent game mode, and then it just disappeared. What mm. happened to would Capture you, the Flag? Would you play Capture the Flag, Winnie? Got Winnie here doing a bit of, <laughs> bit of play-by-play. You Capture the Flag, boy? More Capture the Bone. Capture the Sleeps. It is, a, it is a mode that is... um. That is lacking in a lot of uh, competitive multiplayer these days. Like they sort of just silo it off to battle royale offshoots and variations. So yeah, I'd, I'd be down for a bit of CTF, yeah. a bit of King of the Hill. Oh, yeah. Remember the old King of the Hill? I liked a bit of King of the Hill mode. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're going to break it down solely, and it's just going to be sort of like free for all mode as well. So you might have thirty people in a map, and it's just all solos and stuff as a primary mode. I can't see them um, constraining some of these characters, though, into very small maps. You have some very larger-than-life characters, so 
like I was wondering if maybe they went down like a um, Valorant route, but like Valorant maps are pretty, pretty compact. It's kind of like yeah. CS:GO, um, so they'd have to be looking at a much grander scale. Yeah, it's very interesting, but um, we don't have to wait too long at least. To, yeah. I don't know if they'll be going into you know beyond Battle Royale uh, in the next couple of days with this arena's uh, gameplay, but we'll certainly know more in the next 72-ish hours, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, and the last bit of news, Miss Hart, we're going to be tackling uh, is the DICE Award winners for 2021. i got to say, like, um, this took me completely by surprise. Not Not the winners, but, like, the DICE Awards have come and gone and we just sort of just snuck out the back door, it felt like. I didn't even know this was a thing, this was happening, and then I saw it pop around on the socials. I'm like, when did this happen? Have I been asleep? Yeah, I felt bad. I didn't know it was happening either until um, I jumped on Twitch and then I just saw that IGN was like, oh, so many hours until the Dice Awards. I'm like, the Dice Awards? Like, is this really the time of the year that they happen? And I think it is. I think it's... I think it is actually right on time. Um, and they still had the um, guests, the, the um, not guests, sorry, hosts from the previous years of Jessica Chobot and Greg Miller. Oh, so. And Gre- they, so they did. Because I was about to ask that. I'm like, did they even do a, like an award ceremony and have those two back? But yeah. I guess they did. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, like I agree. I like a full confession. I totally did not realize that they were happening. So. Mm, very bizarre very bizarre but um we thought we'd just highlight some of the games that uh that dominated the dice awards for 2021 so last of us part two they took out awards for outstanding achievement in animation and outstanding achievement in story mm. ghost of shishima took away four awards adventure game of the year outstanding achievement in art direction outstanding achievement in original music composition and outstanding achievement in audio design then hades hades the little engine that could took away five awards uh, including Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction, Outstanding Achievement in Game Design, Action Game of the Year, Outstanding Achievement for an Independent Game, and the big one, Game of the Year, yeah. where it uh, won that over Last Was Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Animal Crossing New Horizons. So damn, Hades. Hades just still continuing to crush the awards game. It's very interesting when we um, have these game like respective game awards from their different like outlets so we have obviously the game awards and then we have i think it was the baftas that we saw and then we have dice and i believe there's a few other little um award shows that kind of happen within the gaming sphere and it's the hungries you know we can't forget the hungries that's a very prestigious awards ceremony that happens at the back end of every year too yeah um but it like seeing either some consistencies but some irregularities. I was a little bit shocked to see that Last of Us only got a few mentions, like few like mm. winning awards. Um, but we are still seeing a consistency of um, Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and Hades consistently up there as contenders or winners. So I'm super proud of Hades though, leading the way, just knocking out all the awards as well as the illustrious game of the year game of the year yeah. so yeah yeah big big win big win by hades there five awards Sushim with four and then last of us part two with two so that's cool but yeah i'm um i still still just in shock that the dice awards had have come and gone and i, I literally did not see it on my socials at all until the until the winners were until announced the day like, off, this yeah. is a thing mm-hmm. what all right miss hart that's the end of the news maybe we should jump over this one tweet of the week 
This tweet comes via way of Joseph Fair, so you can find him on them socials at Joseph underscore Fares, F-A-R-E-S. And it was a retweet from Hazelight Studios. And uh, the original tweet was, wow, just found out hashtag it takes two has sold over 1 million copies and is still going strong thank you so much for all the love you've shown our game it means the world to us and uh yeah joseph with the retweet said this shows that there are def uh, that there definitely is players that also want to play co-op only games thank you to everyone and i hope we see more games like this yeah. I, I agree i love me some couch co-op i love me some co-op only games i love me some games where you have to play with a friend, an enemy, or whoever. You know, have to play with somebody mm. to achieve the goals. And this is awesome to see. It takes two, looks looks fun, looks quirky. Like, as you said, it looks very Nintendo-y, but yeah. that's not a bad thing. No. And I still want to play this game. Yeah, um, the co-op game has definitely diminished. It's like, I, I can barely think of many co-op games out there, and I think it's just, like... A very like I, everyone knows that I'm not really good at playing or well, not good at but I just don't like playing heavily story based um, games I just I get bored of it or it just loses my interest but if there is that co-op element where I can bring someone in to you know join me on that journey I just enjoy it more like I feel like like with Borderlands I barely ever played Borderlands alone. I always had someone else there with me doing like going through the missions and the story together. Mm. And I just think it makes a game way more enjoyable, but like I don't know, like I feel like it's a co-op is a is a dying genre when it comes to gaming. And I believe with them it takes two the way that they did it and we I think we've seen it before where a person buys the game and then they receive a code so then a friend can bust in the code and join in as a co-op as opposed to always finding someone who also owns the game which i think is great too which is great because yeah it not only cuts the cost down so if you know you or i wanted to play this together we just have to buy one copy we have to buy two we can just yeah sort of share share that game access to the other person and jump on and and give it a run so um, i'm hoping we see more of this uh because yeah it is a bit of a throwback but it's great and it needs to still hang around um as as two frenchies come flying in with various paraphernalia uh bentley's got a big rubber toy and uh winston's got a big goat antler so uh that's going to be the the final act of 8-bit asmr for this episode we're going to be hearing all the chomps and licks and slurps and all that sexy stuff that uh gets twitch subscriptions these days so uh yeah let's uh let's get more co-op games yes i'm all for it yeah, like I, I'm glad to see that also that It Takes Two did so well. I remember when it first got announced, I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder if how well this one do. I believe it was first, a trailer was first shown at, I'm going to say the Game Awards. Maybe it was like a, like one of the summer gaming events where yeah, they had like a Yeah, might have been a special. Yeah, maybe. So, and I kind of looked at it, I'm like, hmm. I'm not sure about this one but clearly there was a there was a need for it and especially while everyone's so isolated it's good to just bring people together yeah yeah two two games i always think about regarding co-op is kane and lynch and yes. army of two did you play those two games no i didn't isn't army of two like really heavy really really heavy really violent mm. you wear armor and guns that are made out of gold and just kill everybody there was that <laughs> there was that game that was released not so long ago was it called brothers and that was also a co-op game. Was it? Yeah, that or was that, like that was 
that was pretty heavy from a tonal mm. perspective as well. But mm. uh, yeah, more, more co-op games developers, please and thank you. All right, last part of the pot here. New releases and events. So we're talking releases from the gaming and culture universes from Monday the 26th, which is when this episode of The Hungry Gamers is out, right through to Sunday, May the 2nd. Obviously, you'd be listening to episode 238 of The Hungry Games right now. Uh, later this week on Wednesday the 28th, uh, is this thing on? We'll be dropping exclusive over at ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit and Genshin Impact is available on the PlayStation 5 only uh, the next day, Thursday the 29th. Comedy Rewind will be dropping and that is a focus on 2003's Jim Carrey classic, Bruce Almighty, <laughs> starring Australia's John O'Peck, also Australia's Benny McJanet and Australia's Brennan White, aka myself, talking about Bruce Almighty and uh, all the things that come with having godlike powers. Friday, April the 30th, new Pokemon Snap plus Ooh. Returnal plus Terminator Resistance Enhanced Jeez. are dropping. Gosh. So three big games there, two of them certainly bigger than the other. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to see how many people get on new Pokemon Snap from day one, as well like as Returnal, that. which is a PlayStation 5 exclusive. So... Uh, Looks interesting. Just hasn't, like, we talked about that offline. Yeah. Hasn't sunk its hooks into either of us yet. No. But I'm hoping it does because I want to play something new. Yeah, we both acknowledge that the game looks amazing, but just gameplay-wise, I don't think we've been sold on it yet. I think I'm going to have to watch a few playthroughs. Yeah, me too. Me too. And then uh, that same evening, we're going to have the latest episode of Invincible over on Prime TV. But sadly, no new episodes of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week because mm. that season is done. But that's it for new things or events coming out this week of note. Miss Hart, anything you want to say before we close this podcast studio down for another week? Um, I just want to give a mention that a game that I've been kind of following uh, has a demo available for download. Uh, On Steam it does. I'm not too sure how it's looking on consoles, but the game's called Tunic. Um, You play as a little fox and it's a cute little action adventure. So think kind of like zelda but it's, it's very cute and very adorable so the demo's out so it's kind of good good time to always try out a new game and it just looks adorable so yeah you're gonna you're gonna play that and report back next week for episode 239 literally like downloaded it just before this podcast so yeah. hell yeah hell yeah all right bit nation that brings us to the end of episode 238 of the hungry amos podcast thank you to each and every one of you stopping on by and chucking us in your ears be sure to rate review subscribe us on your podcast player of choice it helps keep the emotional lights on in our hearts obviously you want to go to audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio-based equipment you want to get some sexy 8-bit swag obviously shop 8bit.net or 8bit.net as your central hub for all gaming and culture goodness But Miss Hart, I think it's time to get on out of here. So until next week, 8-Bit Nation, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. And listeners, sorry about the uh, the severe amount of dog noises and slurpy and crunchy sounds. Hopefully, your THC experience has still been more than adequate. I'll and be go doing. Go watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll be doing it next week. <laughs>